Hello and welcome to the Being Berlin podcast brought to you by Bands. I'm your host, Mac Matan, Canadian writer and Berlin resident who wants to share a piece of Berlin through recorded conversations. Whether it's the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, ma'am. Hey, sis. How you doing? I'm good. Chilling. You're good. Um, are you good? I'm good, good. I'm good, honestly. I think that I didn't experience the winter like last time. Remember when we did that recording, I was telling you about the winter blues? And no, I didn't feel it this time. That's also because you've been traveling <laughs> I did. A lot. I did. But also the things that have changed is that I do have my people as well. And they do want to hang out and, you know, go out, party and stuff. So it makes the winter blues kind of better because, like, you don't even have to think about it because you're not in your, in your room, like, crying or whatever. So, yeah, it's quite better. I've spent so much time alone and inside. Hang on one second. This is always Hi. a problem, though. No, but, like, <laughs> this is always a problem. Whenever me and you... Mac and Kimmy are always sick when we're recording, especially me. I mean, I, I've just come out of a really horrible sickness and it was really like, it was super intense, but I think prior to being sick, I do spend a lot of time, I think, alone. We're both, we're both quite solitary people. Yeah. Which I didn't know about myself, but yeah. Which you didn't know about yourself. Okay. Tell me more. I mean, for a long time, um, especially due to my job, like I'm a sales person. So I have to engage. I have to chase people. I have to socialize with them. And for the longest time, I really think, I think that I thought that something was wrong with me. Cause like I can be social to a certain extent and then I have to <laughs> go back to my den at some point. It's like, it's draining me. Yeah. Um, I remember actually one guy from the same industry. We were at the same event and then we took the same flight and I saw that he was at my gate and I did everything to hide from him. But then he saw me, he sat beside me and then he was like, yeah, how is it going? And I'm like, dude, I spent three days socializing, you included. I have no more energy to give. Mm. And he's the opposite. It's like he f- he's feeding off of people's energy. And so for the longer time, I was like, something's wrong with me because I can be very social. But then he feels like it's very draining me and I have to be on my own for some like a certain time and then I realized I'm an ambivert I thought that the only person existing was either were either you know being extrovert or introvert but I'm actually both yeah and now that I know that I feel like I'm kind of understanding what I need in order to you know really benefit from the moment when I'm really social and extrovert and when it's time for me to say goodbye bitch so yeah I okay for my question I have I have things to say but my question would be how did you convey it to him hey bro like I just spent three days at this like work event this I guess a summit essentially um and where was it again Portugal Helsinki Helsinki oh my god like go you be going everywhere um so yeah you just spent three work days yeah but it's also I think your job is so fascinating because when you do these trips away yeah um and then when they're 
especially when they're with another large group of like colleagues Mm -hmm. they're it's work but it's also these so really social events it is and you're on the clock you're working even if it's like quote unquote a party at night Mm -hmm. like you're never kind of off the clock you never i can never let loose not fully right because there's an etiquette you know you can't be totally drunk because there's some people that you actually want to close the deal with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but anyway, that aside, you were still super social, but because you had, you couldn't really turn your brain off. You mm-hmm. had to have your brain on while being like a worker. Mm-hmm. You're exhausted and drained. And then you see this guy that you're with at the airport mm-hmm. and he's ready he's like at your gate he's gonna be on your flight and he's ready to talk to you some more and you're done so my question was how do you convey that to the person that like hey no tea no shade i have no problems i just need some quiet i just told him what'd you say exactly because <laughs> he was really talking like talking talking and, yeah. and then i just asked him i was like where's the energy coming from and he told me basically that he feeds off people's energy and I was like, yeah, that's, I'm the opposite. Talking to people a long time drains me. Yeah. And I was like, I have, sorry, I have no energy to give you anymore. And then he was like, oh, sorry. I'm like, no, okay, you're here. So let's talk. It's fine. Yeah. But just so you know, at some point I need some me time. Okay. 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 Because I'm like, the thing that I'm exploring in life at the moment is how to tell people the truth gently. I tell it how it is. I mean... It's not being vulgar. It's not no. being rude. It's just no. you need that moment. Um, I was again at Helsing- in Helsinki with my boss and I told him uh, the same thing. We spent like three days together for a client. Like, get off my nuts. Yeah. Get off my D. Yeah. Get <laughs> off. And then um, obviously like there's a small time difference between Berlin and Helsinki. So we wake up earlier and you could tell I had my earphones on, listening to my music, eating my breakfast. And then he came and he's so the opposite of me. He has to talk all the time because I feel like if he doesn't talk, something's wrong. You either are despising him or the ambience is not there. So he has like this word vomiting all the time. He needs to like vomit those words in order to fill up uh, an empty conversation. Damn. And me, I'm the opposite. I yeah. feel like I can really get along when I know that we can be in silence together and we feel totally fine. I think for what what I'm hearing is really important and it just kind of like me, it, it opens the idea to me more generally, like how to let people know when you need a boundary, you know, that's really what it is. And I think that I'm not good at that and I don't know how to get good at it. I think as long as you are respectful, you can speak your mind. It doesn't matter. And sometimes it's also like not really like a life and death situation, but kind of. It's like you really need that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you are going to be a bitch. So I think you can be truthful, especially to the people you know of. And they're not going to, and honestly, if they're not insecure about themselves, because that's another issue, they're not going to take it the wrong way. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I will say that. When I am in a social setting, once I decide it's been, it's been 84 years and I decide it's time to leave my apartment and go out and Mm -hmm. do something social. When I'm around people and I'm talking and if one of them walks away, I'm just like, (laughs) 
Now, I need 46 people listening to my story right now at the same time with their eyes open wide, Mm -hmm. with their mouths open wide, smiling, whatever, paying attention to me. I need to hold court. And that happened to me recently when I went out and I was talking to... It was actually just two people and we were talking for a while Mm -hmm. and one of them walked away because it was kind of like more or less a party vibe and he walked away and I was like, how dare you? (laughs) But, you know, that's the thing. That's me. I'm just, I feel like, well, if I'm out, it's all out. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, okay. Um, It's interesting to talk to you because actually... This will be your, your second episode that airs. Yeah. But technically, it's your third sit down with me because our first one oh, was, yeah. a, was botched. Anyway, there's been quite a lot of transitions between when you um, recorded last time and this time. And I wanted to know, and like this, <laughs> like we, this, I have the power of editing. Um, like, do you want to talk about the life transitions you've been through? Sure. Okay. You are newly single. Okay. It's just weird. It's just weird to say so because last time I came to your podcast, I felt so adamant about my relationship. Yeah. And now I'm single. It's weird. It feels like I said everything like my whole life to the world. Yeah. And now I'm coming back and I'm like, but it's not a shame. It's not a shameful thing to be single either. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Like I disappointed people. You know what I mean? Like, I have this feeling. And um, so I yeah. was really, like, not insecure, but feeling a certain type of way of telling my business again. Yeah. I'll say this. When we recorded your episode, it didn't air until after you broke up. Yeah. So the <laughs> the fascinating part was I had already edited the episode. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got Kimmy's episode you know, banked it. Yeah. It's going to be ready to go, ready to fly. And then you broke up with your partner and you had spoke about, spoken about him at length. I was like, damn, I got to go back there and take some shit out. <laughs> Thank and God you, you were, did. And like, you were really, really sweet about it. Cause you didn't ask for it, but I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm going to let that guy be in my podcast. No, he's getting out. He's fucking getting out. Um, Thank you for that. But I mean, there are some things that I did leave in, but like, I really cut out a lot of stuff. So it was it was fast it was fascinating from that point of view. But I think when you're talking about you felt like you've let people down. Who do you think you let down? I think I think people we all have a perception on other people. You know, there's the way you see yourself out there, there's what you are projecting and how people are fabricating their image of you in their head. And because as well, after that podcast I received so many feedback, like very positive feedback. I felt like there was a storytelling mm. and now the storytelling is over and I have to not come up with another one, but obviously like still talking about my life with this new change. But I realized one thing as well. Uh, At the same time, I'm really happy to be on my own. Okay. No, but I actually, I, I really, I really am happy to hear you say that because the thing about it is being your friend, being your best friend, being someone who wants you to have all the happiness mm. in the world when you broke up with your partner, it was a shock to me and it was really sad to me yeah. that it was over. And I'm, I'm sure that was the experience with all of your friends and even even yeah. family. And I mean, like, that was annoying. I would say from my friend, it's okay because it's like we talk every day and even the struggle that I had with him during that relationship, I will tell you, you would be the first one. So 
telling you that we broke up, we broke up wasn't such a bad or bad experience on my end. I would say with my parents, it was different mm. um, because I'm getting old. They're getting old. And obviously they want me to be happy and think that I'll, I will be secure when the time will come and mm. they will pass. Um, but in the end, I would say it's a good lesson. It's a good uh, life lesson. It's yeah. like I need to be more careful with whom I am introducing to my parents. I will be way more Picure on that for sure. Um, at some point, I was even thinking, you know what? You're just gonna know about him in church at the church. I was like, but I'm not gonna go that far. Were well, you gonna pull Issa Rae? Like she you did go, that. You go find out about my man on my wedding day. <laughs> That's because we nobody knew she was in a relationship, and then all of a sudden, wedding photos, and everyone was like. Babes, it was on the internet that mm. she was in a serious relationship. It's just people didn't bother to look for it, but it was already in the internet, on the internet. Um, no, I'm just going to be different and cautious, but that person as well that I was with, um, on and off for sure, but like for four years. So it's also a different, uh, history and I couldn't wait to be in that good place and finally being able to introduce him to my parents, which was different. I envision I envisioned him as your yeah. as your life partner as well. So when every every relationship, every friendship, every human, you know, any kind of human relationship, there's going to be bumps in it. So whenever like just like your you and my relationship mm-hmm. has bum- have bumps and like the same with like me and my family, like we there's a lot of bumps. <laughs> um but when I would hear about some bumps along the way with you and your ex-partner, because I envisioned him as your, basically your future husband. Yeah. I was like, Father I was, children. exactly. I was always like, you know what, Kimmy, this is the, per- this is the man you love. This is the person you've chosen. Yeah. So we, what we need to do in this moment, I'm like, we, like I'm bringing myself in this relationship. Yeah, you were what here. You need, <laughs> what you need to do is figure out a way to resolve this with respect, love, and then that so you guys can grow grow and move forward. Yeah. I, I I remember whenever I would talk to you about your relationship, I just did my best to never say fuck, fuck him. him. He's got to go because but he had to like he should have been gone sooner. You know what I mean? Like I think and that's the thing with people is like when they're giving you advice, they always think, "Oh, let me not get myself too involved in this because we never know. It can backfire on me. But I want my friends to be able to tell me what they really think. I think you're the sweetest. And what you said is what you thought back it then. It was, yeah. Um, it really was. Because I was like, this is this is your man. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> make it but work. But I think now, um, because, I mean, I'm in therapy. Uh, not because of him, like... For other reasons, but um, she helped me go through the the breakup as well. And she told me, you're actually in a trauma bonding relationship. It's like, I'm super hype on the high highs, so high that then I tend to forget about the low lows. And there was a lot of manipulation, a lot of gaslighting. And those moments were maybe like three during the entire moment we decided to get back together there were like really three key moments where I should have said no 
I'm gonna let let it let this go. Mm-hmm. I think I have like this old mentality that is because of my parents as well because they've been through some pretty harsh shit and stayed together. And because I'm seeing this pattern with them, I think that I also need to go through harsh shit in order to finally see the light uh, after the tunnel. But that's not the truth. I think that. Especially when you're not married, you're not living in the same place, you don't have children, it shouldn't be that harsh. I think, okay, I know I just said a moment ago that it was what I really thought about the advice that I was giving mm-hmm. you, but actually that's not 100% honest. It's it's what my better angels thought, yeah. right? What my higher mind thought. Yeah, because you but don't want to be the one to say... Fucking? bad things about your future yeah, husband yeah. and also because even though he didn't live in he doesn't live in berlin or didn't you know didn't live in berlin that didn't mean that me and him weren't also one day going to have a friendship yeah and i was also like no this is going to be my best friend's husband i like he's like going to become a good friend good friend of mine mm-hmm. a close friend of mine like mm-hmm. i i wanted to see him in a really like positive light mm-hmm. but the truth is and i'm not gonna again no details to the audience but I definitely, there was like, there was one particular situation you were in where my actual reaction was, this is insane. Mm. This is fucking insane. And also because I come from a home where there was a lot of um, managing of people's feelings and emotions that that's like how my brain goes. I'm like, okay, time to manage this person's emotions because they're not. Yeah, they're not they're being selfish and stupid right now. But you know what? Like it it might be for a reason. So let's just like placate them. Let's be. So I was like, okay, well, you know, that those were his feelings. That was I should have told you what I really felt. And what I really felt was he was making a big deal about something so fucking stupid that. And and for me, that was a sign of like manipulation but then also extreme gaslighting Mm -hmm. and then but then also like selfishness Mm -hmm. egotistical behavior Mm -hmm. and then also more just more than anything more than anything talk it was total (laughs) disrespect to you i know it was just so disrespectful to you i know but you know the thing is as well i think i was looking for validation from you and because you had the opposite of what i thought you would say I was like, maybe I'm making a big deal where it isn't, you know. I'm not saying because you would have said what you really think that it would have changed the narrative because at the end of the day, this was in my hands. But it's true that maybe if you really told me what you were thinking, I would have second guess my relationship. I mean, I, I, I remember what I told you and what I told you is he's wrong for what he's yeah. doing. However... It's coming from trauma. It's coming from, you know, he's he's going through things right now. Um, and also, again, my mind is like, this is like the partner you've chosen. You've chosen each other and nobody's perfect. And let's try. Anyway, look, I apologize. I should have been like. No, you don't no, have to apologize. No. You did what you could at that moment. And at the end of the day, as I said, it's my relationship and it was my responsibility to end things before getting that hurt. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, I even talk about it. I have like cognitive dissonance right now. Yeah. Oh, I damn. don't feel like, yeah, it's like looking at it through a glass, I would say. Like, was it really me? But it's also because we were on and off for so long. And this is the first time in my life and in this story with him that I'm like, 
I'm glad we're not together and I really don't want to get back. Do you think that it was the on and off nature of your relationship that made it, him take it less seriously? I mean, actually, I think he took it seriously. Yeah. Let me try to rephrase this. It was obviously a massive, enormous life change for you. Yeah. It was, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a shock to me and the people in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, if, if we're honest, you're better off. That's the thing that people keep telling me. Yeah. And then like, bitch, where were you when I needed you the most? (laughs) When, when I was with this Oompa Loompa, where were you? Shut the fuck just a small job just 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 one no i'm kidding um yeah i mean like one person as well told me that it was like oh you deserve so much better and i was like yeah i mean you knew about him i would tell him about our stories you didn't say anything for like two years and then he told me i mean i thought that this guy would be the father of your children the men of your life. I didn't want to be interfering or whatever. And for me, friendship is all about respectfully, obviously, but saying the truth. If I can't get the truth from you, who can give me the truth? Do you know what it is? I'll say for me, and I think I might be speaking for your friends as well. Sometimes you're just waiting for the person to just change one day, you know? Me or the, the your partner? Per- okay. Yeah. No. You're just waiting for them, you know, because this is the person you love. So there's good qualities about them. You wouldn't love someone that doesn't have good qualities. For sure. And you just think, oh, it's a bump in the road. And I think people do, even we do our own dissociation from what our friends are going through. Because also because of the temporality, things can be so short. This episode is brought to you by Bands. Bands is a rock band program for hobbyist musicians. If you have a flair for music and have always wanted to join a rock band as a hobbyist, Bands is the program for you. Visit bandsberlin.com and register to get started. You'll have an audition with a musical mentor, and then you'll be placed in a group of fellow hobbyist musicians to meet up once a week for rehearsals. Once again, that's bandsberlin.com. A fight can last a day or a week or something, and then you know, you're back and you're tighter than ever. Yeah. So people are like, oh, why am I going to voice anything? I think it's taught me the lesson of like honesty and integrity, like and really being like not doubting myself, you know. Yeah, but I think the integrity was there. It's just you were trying to navigate something that was beyond your control. So, um, as a fellow TikTok addict, <laughs> you'll understand. And then I get a lot of my knowledge from TikTok. Deal with it, CIA. Um, basically, sis. Um, there was this divorce lawyer that came up on my for you page Mm. and she said the number one advice she would give to anybody who's dating or engaged, but Mm -hmm. not married yet. She said the way they're treating you right now is going to get, is the way they're going to treat you forever. I think it's even going to get worse. Well, well what she meant by that is when relationships end and they come to her as a divorce lawyer, they're like, yeah, I didn't think it would be this way. And then she's like, well, how was it when you were dating? I was like, yeah, it was, it wasn't good. <laughs> you know? And, and that's, and she was like, male, female, doesn't matter. Like whoever you're par- the partner you're with, they are going to treat you the same forever from the day you meet them yeah. until the day you, they die. That's how they're going to treat you. 
And that was for me, that was a massive wake up call. (laughs) Yeah, that's how that's how your partner that you're with. That's how he's going to treat you forever. Yeah. You know, so, okay, so I'm back on the dating scene in Berlin. We're going to talk about it for sure. (laughs) And that's the next topic. Mm -hmm. Um. I forgot what I wanted to say because no, of you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, you were saying that you're on the back of the dating scene, the way people, basically we're talking about the way people treat oh, you. Oh, yeah, so I think also I'm getting older, right? Um, I'm not looking for the same qualities in my men. Um, I think, the, you know the passionate thing that when you're like 25, you, you're looking for, I think I don't want this anymore. Like, I loved him. You don't so, want passion? No, I mean, okay-ish passion, but not big passion because like I loved him so much every time it was at the very beginning of a relationship but every time I knew I would see him my stomach was a wreck a good wreck or a bad wreck a bad wreck like I was like basically having cramps (laughs) why I don't know because it's like I, I really liked him so I was like oh my god let me you know being who he want me to be in a in a way like Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say my key learnings here is I don't want something that passionate that I feel like my person is a whole. You are an addition. You are a bonus to my life. But you're not the Like, I am my own whole. Preach. Purr. Big purr. Big purr. <laughs> um, I, I think that's a really important lesson. It's about working on yourself. Um, and I think, like, we've both done a lot of working on ourselves through therapy, through... Yeah. You know, and sometimes I'm like, well, when is the working going to stop? And, you know, my therapist When are says, the results? Well, no, but, like, my therapist is never... My work never stops, girl. Are you breathing? <laughs> Gotta keep working. I mean, I'm seeing I'm my therapist every week. One night, you and me went out. And um, I think it was last year, but it was, like, last spring. But right when the weather was getting, like, sexy. Mm-hmm. We went out, and you asked me, like, what do you want in a man? And I, like, got freaked out by the oh, question. Oh, yeah. I asked you, like, you need to have a list it and manifest. It freaked me out. It freaked me out. Because I was thinking of generic things like, well, he's got to be nice and, <laughs> you know, funny. And uh, uh. I was like, well, like <laughs> what else? And, I, I, like, I got anxiety from the question. I'm sorry. No, it was fine. No, but, like, it was a really important question. I'm, and also, like, I'm learning in therapy. I'm an avoidant personality. So mm. I avoid things like this. I avoid, I avoid everything. What I want, like you said, that you're not you're not necessarily looking for passion. Not anymore. I think to a degree, I'm looking for for passion, but like passion, it like not obsessive. A partner. Yeah, but caters. But you also need to be vocal. You mm-hmm. can't expect right. But that I person. also want I want my partner. Um, I don't want to say the word obsessed because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I want the person to. Like, I, I need to be the number one priority. But that's exactly what I said. I don't want babes. And you don't want that as well. Don't want someone obsessed with you. No, I don't want that's not obsession. Even... But I want to be, like, the priority. Not I mean, Sure, not, sure. I... But, I mean, that's not even natural because that person has to pay his bills. He has to work. He has, a, he has family. He has friends. You can't be his priority in the sense that he can't, you can't be the first thought in the morning and the, and the last one at night. It's, it's not just... I don't need it like for the duration of our relationship, but I like I'm 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 gonna need it sometimes for sure. But I mean, it comes and goes. It's like it's waves, and you need to be able to surf them. But I'm telling you, what you're describing right now, it's basically what you had with your ex partner. It's basically passion, (gasps) and you don't want that. It's not sustainable. Okay, 
Minister Kami, what do I want? What do I want? I have no idea, babe, because I keep giving you advice that you don't follow. So I'm like, I'm here for you, whatever you need, but you're doing your own thing and you know that. Oh my God, I gotta think. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't like thinking. What do you want? Well, I want... Truthfully. I want, you know, the catering that I was talking about. Mm. Um, No, I like, I don't... I don't look at like a partner and think I need to be higher than your mom, your whole family, all your friends. I need to come before. It. No, I just want to be on that level with the, with those people. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Like just I'm very important in your life. I, I just I think the I feeling want, that you're I feeling want someone is, to it's, really care it's about genuine me. And it's and it's legit. Um, and maybe you didn't explain enough for me to understand because from the first thing that you were saying, yeah. I was like, this is basically passion and you want a passionate relationship. And I get that because it seems beautiful at the very beginning, but it's not sustainable. Right, right. So it's like it's you have to find that balance between that's my man or my partner and I want to be there and cater for them. Mm-hmm. But you also need to do you. Mm-hmm. You you shouldn't like forget about yourself and your needs. You know, because this is what's going to bring even more value to your relationship. It's because you're working on yourself. Yeah. You're doing your thing. You know? Do you know what? Um, you know, I could talk about this for a long, long time. But, Kimmy, um, because you are way more um, in the dating scene than I am right now. And that's what I really want to talk about. <laughs> is the dating scene um go <laughs> what's, what's the dating scene like in berlin trash okay honestly it's really trash. i mean okay so my situation as a new 33 years old woman is i think very different from when i started again with my ex i think i want to have like a partner in life obviously um sometimes i choose chaos I think it's it's understandable. Um, so when I say I'm choosing chaos, it's basically sometimes um, just for fun, like making out or flirting with someone. It's always nice. But my long-term girls, goals are always in my head. Mm-hmm. And that's what is driving me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I have like an overdose about dating apps. I am on it. But I feel like, I don't think it's where I'm going to find someone in that interesting or because there's this physical thing, mm-hmm. right? Like it's you're looking at people and based on their physical features, you're going to be nope or yes. But those people maybe in real life um, have charisma, a nice voice, a nice way of conducting themselves in a situation that would make you be attracted to them. But because of a shitty photo, and let's be honest, men, you really are not good at taking pictures, then it can be a no. And then maybe that was a a really good opportunity that you passed on. (sighs) So I'm trying to put myself out there a bit more. It's so interesting because I would agree with you generally that dating apps are garbaggio. However, I keep muting people that are having kids and getting married that met on a dating app. Here, here in Berlin. True. Maybe I'm picky. Maybe I'm picky. Uh, that's something that I also need to potentially work on. I, uh, but um, from what I've seen, and it's okay. So this is the first problem that I have with dating apps, but I'm still using them. The second would be very Berlin-ish. Is all of those people in open relationships? 
It's yeah. not even polyamory. Open relationships. Oh yeah, I have um, a little history with that. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> no, I mean history as the person on the outside getting fucked over, like not as, not as. Yeah. Um, I've never been in an open relationship. Have you been in? An open? I did. Uh, when? Who was N? Oh, Three years yeah. ago. <laughs> that didn't. That didn't last actually. <laughs> Because that's not for me. I think um, also as a French person, I know people, especially in Berlin, they love to laugh about this. They're like, yeah, we are in open relationships, but you guys in France, you are in a monogamous relationship and then you and you, and you cheat. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> I'm still into monogamous uh, relationships. And when I see people in on dating apps and saying that they are in an open relationship, first of all, I am pretty sure that some men says that, but then the other half don't know, doesn't know. Right. So there's this is my issue. It's like what to tell um, what's wrong, what's right first when you say that. Yeah. And then I realize as well that those men, they're just looking for hookups. They are not emotionally available. They physically are. Yeah. But not emotionally. Yeah. And I, I only find myself involved with emotionally unavailable <laughs> men because they're the easiest that's my that's clearly my type we love toxicity oh my god and i'm just like the patterns like again and again and again and i'm just like why am i doing this to myself and it's tied into my avoidant personality as well it's tied into a lot of traumas um but yeah and the boundaries the boundaries so like for me like the a, a bound a new boundary for me is absolutely do not get involved with someone in an open relationship yeah because the they're, rules they're already are different. in it but then they're also in a relationship yeah and then the rules are different from a couple to another and no i don't want to mess with someone who's already committed to someone else what do i get from that you that guy gets everything i get nothing and especially now i feel like when i'm messing with someone sexually i feel like i'm giving a bit of me to that person and i want to make sure that if i do this Don't get me wrong, I can still do hookups. But <laughs> when I do this, I want to make sure that this person is worth it. You know, and yeah. that I'm not going to regret this. Yeah. And yeah, guys in open relationships, it's even on my bio. I'm like, no open relationships, bitter. So let me ask you, because this is, this is <laughs> no, no open relationships, bitter. That's so polite. Kind I, That's so polite. That's so nice and sweet. I'd be like... You dirty dogs. <laughs> you dirty, dirty dogs. No, I wouldn't. But, But um, you know, they still try me, though. They still swipe me right. And I'm like, didn't you get me? Girl, you got you got dudes swiping on you that dated your sister. Like, it's getting weird. <gasps> oh, my God. It's getting... Oh, tell her about that. It's getting weird. Yeah, okay. So I have a twin sister, and we are really twins. We definitely look alike. Identical. And I guess she dated that guy way back, like... 2017 or 18 um it didn't last long but they remained friends and then when she came to berlin she um decided i guess to be friend with him but i met him at her place like just 10 minutes i really didn't remember him here i am on tinder swiping right swiping left and then that guy oh yeah because i don't i don't start talking on tinder i'm like i'm already doing this on bumble you guys need to come to me anyways he messaged me and then the first thing he says is like oh it's nice to see a familiar face and i'm like who joe who are you like 
I don't know you. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, I just don't know who you are. And then he's like, yeah, I reckon you have a twin. I'm like, what? And then obviously memories come through and I'm like, oh yeah, I met you at my sister's place many moons ago. It was like two years ago or something. And he's like, yeah. And and I tell him, now I'm embarrassed. He's like, why? I'm like, well, if you knew who I am, why did you swap right, knowing that you dated my sister? And he tells and me... What, what did he say? He sa- this, this Can we curse here? <laughs> this Fuck motherfucker. Yes. This motherfucker. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just thought it would be nice to say hello hello on a dating app on a dating app you wanted to say hello and like so for me because i'm a fucking idiot when people tell me things i take it at face value so i was like oh he wanted to say hello which is kind of believable because he met you once but then i was like 10 minutes hang on but hold up because then i was like i need to think about this one if he met you once for 10 minutes and he dated your sister and you're on a dating app and he just wanted to say, hi, I met you before. He could have done that in any other situation, yeah. like seeing you like on the street or something or like at a party. Let's say he let truthfully, you might never see this guy in real life, right? Like he may never see you. He, but he should have thought to himself, yeah, I'm probably never going to see her. I would like to say hello to her. Like, oh, it's interesting. I dated your sister. But no, that's is, gross. No, no, no. But this is not the place to say hi. Mm-hmm. Like, no, what I mean theoretically is if he, if you were both at a party and he's like, oh, like, I actually met you before. I used to date your sister. That would be less weird because you're, okay. you're at a party. Like, do you know as long I mean? as you don't have this weird thought that you and I are going to date. But later. that's the thing. It's so inappropriate because you're on a dating app. Yeah. That's the part that was weird about it. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing as well. Uh, when you're a twin, um, people in general have really filthy thoughts. They're like, well, you could do a threesome. And I'm like, this is my sister, motherfucker. This is my sister. How can you think this way? Do you want to peg your, your brother? Like, Oh, ew. No, but you know what this I mean. This is not Alabama. Okay, you can cut it out, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't get this fascination about twins and this need or fantasy of wanting to have them both it's fucking growth it's gross i can't believe that it's like such a big thing because i'm not a twin i don't know i think you can also find that on porn websites yeah i'm telling you um i guess what i would say is when it comes to like dating in berlin um I actually did recently try a dating app. Which one? Um, <laughs> we gotta name them, sis. Um, Field. Um, Kinky. Yeah, I got on Field. Okay, this is the thing. Like, Field is like guys. We all know that Field is more or less like it's like the sex positive dating app, and it was actually really apparently like really great for queer people and people who are looking for threesomes and you know sexual adventures. Yeah. Um, also like partnerships too but like it was it's a sex positive app and like for me it was not about the sex for me it was about honestly I was thinking what kind of people like are on this app probably open-minded more than likely people who are like politically aligned with me and like I think at this point regular listeners of this podcast are gonna know I'm an anti-capitalist I'm you know I'm trying to burn everything down I'm one of those weird bitches but like I just thought 
there's a chance that people are going to be more politically aligned with me. And I was right. It's like the amount of people on Hinge in Berlin that have like the the communist hammer and sickle sign. But and also then, Berlin, babe. Yeah. Okay. But girl, I don't be seen on other apps in the same way as I did. I saw on field. Because it's and a then, startup nation. But then Bumble. people, but then, <laughs> but then people like in, in field, like really go like, no cops. If you're a cop, get the fuck out of my face. I will fucking punch you. Okay. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anybody saying I'm going to punch okay. you. I'm we don't encourage violence. Um, so, but, but self-defense is not violence. Um, just want to <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> Normalize self defense because violence is oh being my God. violence is being Normalize. done. Violence is being done to us everywhere, all the time, wherever we go. At this very moment, we are being um, violated and abused under capitalism. And sometimes the only appropriate response is self defense. Mike, this with, is not fi- the with physical means. But this anyway, I'm going back. Anyway, I'm, we're going back to the dating app. Um, anyway, so basically, yes. Um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> It was insane. Oh my God. Field was insane. Like I would talk to some dudes in Berlin field and they'd be like, and this was, I swear to God, it's like 11 PM at night. Okay. So are you trying to come over to my place now? Try. Yeah. You're like, you, you trying trying to link up, girl. Trying to get in my pants. You want to come over? And so you want for a drink? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not drinking. And he was like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Then like, yeah, just, just come over. And I was just, I scratched my head. I'm like, does this work? Do you, like, do like, do you just get people to come over to your place? Like it. it sounds insane. And then one guy, it was in the morning. I want to say it was like about 8, 8 a.m. So I was, I was on that app early. Um, and he was like, let's go, let's go, right? Let's meet right now for a coffee. Oh my God. And I was just like, oh, that's a lot for me. I just feel like in Berlin, and maybe this is everywhere, but especially in Berlin, I just, it just, it did feel like people were really trying to like, see me then and there and then like oh yeah, yeah it's a sex it's a it's sex positive that. sexual app so. it's not just that i think it's the same on other apps they want to close the deal really fast because they know that there's so much demand and especially when you're a black woman let's talk about that as well um there's so much demand from the woman's side that it's easy to forget about a shooter so they want to make sure that you're going to remember them so they want to see you as soon as possible yeah but then the other funny thing is on the apps, I get an enormous amount of matches, as you do as yeah. well. More than in France. Yeah, but guess what? Like, a lot of people just never talk to you. They match with you and they never talk to you. I mean, on Bumble, they talk to you. I mean, they answer you. They cannot talk night, to you. Yeah, they so you need to, to make you. the first steps. Um, no, but on some apps, like, where Oh, yeah, they on can. Tinder. Okay, so I just registered to <laughs> Tinder. And yes, I can say that they don't all come yeah. talking to you. So why do you match with me then? Get the fuck out of here. I'm like, you know, I have a bit of a spiritual awakening on them, like, it's fate, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know why you matching with me if you ain't going to talk to me. I I think, you know, like people have different approach di- approaches when it comes to dating and those dating apps. Some just swipe right all the time. Oh, right. Okay. And then they filter out. Okay. Um, stupid. Uh, <laughs> dumb. It's giving. This episode is brought to you by Bands. Bands is a rock band program for hobbyist musicians. If you have a flair for music and have always wanted to join a rock band as a hobbyist, Bands is the program for you. Visit bandsberlin.com and register to get started. You'll have an audition with a musical mentor, and then you'll be placed in a group of fellow hobbyist musicians to meet up once a week for rehearsals. Once again, that's bandsberlin.com. 
you don't pay attention in life. It's gaining laziness. Yeah, it's just like it's so careless and reckless. I don't like that. And maybe they're just looking for instant gratification. You know, yeah. when just like when you're posting something on on Instagram and then you get a like. Yeah, yeah, could be that as well. You never know, like true intentions. Yeah. Well, like what I would say was um, on field, I put oh, this is cringe. I put a really <laughs> like kind of poetic bio and I had a had a lot more room to put a longer bio than I do than I would on Bumble because I want to prove people reading the bios and truthfully like a lot of the people on field were reading the the my bio and I got like so gassed from so many people being like men being like I love your bio oh my god you seem so mysterious you seem I'm like yeah I know because I wrote something to seem mysterious because <laughs> I'm trying to you know mentally catfish you um because there's, <laughs> oh there's not a lot going on upstairs in my head um, this is gonna be a very controversial episode you better put like a trigger why one. I don't know I feel like we're going all over the place I love it if you like it I love it <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say is, um, yeah, dating in Berlin, when it comes to the apps, my general feeling is um, people don't want to be in a relationship. They're not really looking for a relationship. And I, cause this is what I think. I think everyone's like, I am when I find the right person, I'm going to like choose them and settle down and yada, yada. But I just think they think the, the average person they're going to meet on the app is not that person. So they're not really like giving that person full attention and interest. I think it depends as well where your head is at. It really depends from a person to another, but also the age range. Because me, I have this thing where I would want my partner to be around my age so we can experience um, really key moments together. Um, but I'm actually rethinking that. But that's usually how I set up my my apps. Um, and... I don't know. I was talking to some friends, uh, telling me, you know, my mom is younger than is uh, is older than my dad, and he works. I'm here. They're still together, etc. So I'm trying to also discontract, discontract like the my own heteronormativity that mm -hmm. I have, mm -hmm. um, and thinking, okay, I can look for younger. Obviously, they still need to be mature, but I can also look for older men, because even older men, I don't like that. I really like men that are kind of my age or two years I like older, older much. Men. I know you do mm. bitch mm -mm 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 -mm. Mm -mm -mm. and um, so I changed the settings and I realized 78 please don't <laughs> <laughs> we can't be serious together <laughs> keep talking you're making me lose my, my thoughts all the time um, I was I'm saying sorry. yes I changed the settings and yeah I tried to put like my maximum was like 38 I'm 33 I put 38 the amount of men that was putting serious relationship I was like wow so now you know yeah it took you five years more than uh, than the average for women but now you're there and you want something serious it was it was weird because like everyone who's my age as a man it's like I don't know not serious short term that was one of the other things about your ex-partner that like fucked me up and like just generally oh, men, back there. generally men his age just like okay men who are listening to this podcast i'm gonna say something that's my opinion so don't come for me but if you are over 30 years old 
and you walk okay let me rephrase if you are over 32 years old and you walking around this earth being like oh i'm young i'm young i i don't need to be attached right now i'm young i'm free i'm i'm a young man no you're not (laughs) you're not 32 is not young i'm like this is the thing it's like obviously women are on a biological clock but I want to I want to posit to the men of the universe when, and I want them to hear and receive this message. Do you want to be a wrinkled up, crinkly old 50 year old dad running after some toddlers? Some of you going to be <laughs> you like, won't yeah, even run. Some of you going to be like, yeah, that's fine. I'll take care of my body. Yeah, but your body's still going to shut down. Like you could try, try and take care yeah. of it. It's still going to be hard. And like the thing is, like, I just feel like and it's it's not just men to be fair i know i'm picking on men right now it's also there is like this this is what i know well this like this idea like 30 is the new 20 40 is the new 20 i think i think what people the the difficulty people have in berlin and all over the world but i especially feel there's like peter pan thing happening in berlin and i that is what i feel so strongly on the apps it's like i can just see peter pan peter pan peter pan (laughs) and i'm like like you you gonna die dog you gonna die one day do you know that you could even die tomorrow well yeah but like also life is not super long no it's just not so yeah speak on that yeah i mean i feel the same way that's also why like i think i'm gonna give it a shot to like older men and see what they have to say and see if the maturity is actually out there you know do you think how much older 38 for now every time i'm having one more year i'm like (laughs) changing the range okay i get it you know what i get it truthfully i think you are gonna find a great partner um it's a matter of being selective and honest right yeah because you you actually know in the beginning if this person is like yeah good or you know actually okay so uh, English speaking people won't understand that but maybe you could actually listen to it it's a, another podcast um, from someone called Almal Amel Tahir and basically she was saying we have a pattern as well of like overselling ourselves when we are entering a relationship that is not sustainable you know it's mm. a thing that women do a lot it's like we want to be we want to give like the biggest and better version of ourselves but it's not something you can sustain. And that person sees you then in sort of a personification, like not personification, but like they're seeing you in a way that you can't be all the time. And then they are deceptive about this. You know, they're disappointed about this because they're like, you sold me this, but now you're that. What's wrong? What's going on? Yeah. And I feel like it's something that women in heterosexual relationships do a lot. Men don't. They come as they are. And that's something that I want to tell women. Don't oversell yourself. It's not sustainable. Be who you are and they're taking you for who you are. You know, even like the body count and stuff. You slept with a hundred men. You slept with a hundred men. Why diminish the numbers so that he will see you as someone who's pure? No. Like, so for me, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Any man that asks me what my sexual past is in terms of like looking for a number that's not the person for me and like i just don't think it's i would never ask a man how many women have you slept with i just wouldn't ask i mean i did i don't care like i'm not jealous or whatever i'm like curious i think you know it's my way of understanding what's going on in the bed right now i don't know i just think like 
obviously if you've had an ex-partner that is an ex-serious relationship yeah. like I would like to know, like, were you married before? You know, like, were you about to get married before? Like, those kinds of things are fine. But when I'm like, like I'm not looking for a number. No, because I value you. It's I not about the number. It's like are. the experience. I, I like, and that's something my ex didn't like, but I liked when he was talking about his exes because I want to know, why did you break up? Why did you learn from it that you're not going to reproduce with me? You know, and so it means that you actually thought through after the breakup and you're trying to either heal or learn from it mm. and this is important because you it makes me able to also see the patterns yeah because if someone is telling you all of my exes were bitches or crazy yeah. then you're the problem my man and problem is you my guy you're the problem <laughs> my man yeah no i i think you're making a lot of really valid points i think that what about standards are they dropping no, if anything, they got higher. <laughs> they got higher, but also because this person, we were just not meant to be together in the end. But we were not compatible. But he's a, he's a really good dude. I mean, I've learned a lot from him. So I want someone that, you know, we can lift each other up. That's what I would be looking for. And I also think it's time to let go of toxicity because <laughs> my problem I'm going to tell you what is my problem I like men that seem really um not introvert but like hard to crack the shell like even in social settings you feel like oh I'd rather not you know bother him but then when they're talking to you they are the sweetest but those are the worst actually so now I think I would want someone to be kind to me, to the people that I know of and who doesn't have such judgments on a first impression, you know? Um, and then hair. Yeah, that's my ache. I have to be honest. I like when men have hair. You need a full, luscious head of hair. When they're Caucasian, yes. If they're POC, not so much. I don't oh, care. Yeah, it's, it's really different. Interessante. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> I would say that I love a bald-headed man. I mean, I love a man with hair. But oh, I think, then you're in paradise here. I think, bald, I think bald heads are gorgeous. I like when they have a bald head, cute glasses, thick beard. So adorable. Okay. But I actually, like, I think, I don't know, I think physically it's possible that my range is wider than yours when it comes to what I'm physically attracted to in a man. Um, it could be. You know, my friend called me the citizen of the world. I've dated, oh, girl, I've dated Asians, uh, Arabs, uh, yeah, Latino, every, everybody on earth. Okay, then we do the same, girl. We do the <laughs> We do the UN. <laughs> I don't care so much about this. It's really about a connection. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except your connection has to have hair. Okay. Got it. <laughs> If they are Caucasian, no, yes, I don't know why. I I feel like a, a white man is better with hair, because the thing. Okay, I, I know why. It's because this the when they are balding, they care so much about their hair that even when they're just like two strands of it, they still want to keep it on. But hang on a minute. Why is a white man better with hair compared I to? I can't explain. 
I can't explain. Maybe because I'm also used to see, especially black men, always shaving their head. So it's not such a big shock for me when the guy actually has is bald or whatever. Yeah. But also it's shaving. So it means that you do have hair, but you decide for a hairstyle to actually take it out. So I will say the guy that I have had this like long-standing um, crush on, um, he's got an amazing head of hair, eh? and yeah, yeah, and he is like he knows it, and I've told him a million times, like, oh, you got rich people hair. That's what I always tell him. Um, and one time he got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It just was not a nice haircut and I didn't like it. And I told him, I was like, you were annoyed. No, I was like, this is like a philosophy PhD haircut. Like fucking get rid of this shit. This is hideous. Um, but also like, does that make us superficial? Because I remember also my ex, he would also have some preferences about my hairstyle. I don't think it makes it superficial. I think that like the problem is when you have a, a major crush on someone or you really love your man and you, know, yeah. you think he's sexy, you get used to their look. For sure. And then when the look changes, it's like, <laughs> come back. Come no, but you know, like even me, if I also have with to men, choose. Also men, when their girlfriends gain weight, in their relationship and this happens to a lot of men when their wives give birth Mm -hmm. um and they've gained weight Mm -hmm. it's like a it's a really like big shock and diminishment of attraction yeah and you know obviously (laughs) i live on tiktok and you know the the revolution is like fuck men fuck their standards because you know your body's gonna change when you have kids i I think the physicality can't be ignored and i actually would love for you to talk about physicality because you've mentioned it to me before yeah i mean there is what you really want or i mean what you aspire to get and what you really get and for example my ex was is short and i didn't care i felt as secure as i would be with someone who could be one meter 80 centimeter like i didn't care yeah short guys have a horrible rap because they're amazing it's all about the short kings they're awesome they also have a bit of a napoleon syndrome but some healed from it some didn't and a a lot of unfair things are said to them about something that they cannot change but to another extent so is the same thing for us as black women racism you know racism discriminations uh, fetishism we we got the whole combo and we also living through it so it's like bit of kimberly kardashian get your shit together you know like we are living through it and it's like it's all over our face so we have to 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 find a way of finding a corner and but i also think that i grew from that you know like yes I'm black I can see it in the mirror and as you said I think it was in another conversation we had I'm happily being black I wouldn't see myself differently and the more I accept myself the more I'm glowing hello I gotta like be honest and I don't like you know fuck with anyone who takes offense to this goes or things um I'm so happy to be black I love being black and, um, I mean, we go through an enormous amount of, of, of racism and, you know, trauma and we don't have to get into all that. But the point is, no, I wouldn't want to be any other race. Are you kidding me? What? Being black is Imagine. fire. Oh my God. I love being black. I just think as well as POC, we need to show each other and 
ourselves more love. How do you feel about the, the term POC? I'm okay with it, but the thing is also like I'm using it a different way for work. Point of contact. <laughs> what? Oh no, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to shake that up. Um, no, what I would say is like for me, like POC refers to anyone who isn't white, right? Yeah. So any like all the non-whites. So, but for me, but within the you know within the POC world. Um, yeah, obviously there are people who are light skin or no, but then also like it's like they're not black. Like a lot of them are not black, and it's like you're very close to white. I feel like white POC black. Like that's how far we are. Like I'm holding mm. up my hands to show like the separation in the audience. You can't see. I have nothing but love for my POC brothers and sisters. I just mean, like they don't. I'm sorry, they don't. I think that black is another black is another level of shit and be like oh you want to play the oppression olympics no i don't want to play the oppression olympics but you know a fact is a fact being black is considered like the worst thing like you could be racially yeah but we're here and we're thriving and glowing i mean i'm not thriving but i'm glowing (laughs) (laughs) this is not therapy (laughs) It, it kind of is it is but i mean this is so different from all of your other podcasts like i'm not even showing any talent any skills we're just talking about my dating life or yeah but don't you think that's fantastic don't you yeah. like that isn't that i tell vibe? you what i tell you what tell me what we're doing that right now yeah let's redo that in like six months or so no because actually i talked about it with abby star abby star audience is my really good friend and producer of the podcast and he said yeah you you're gonna have to have some regular guests just coming again and again and you're 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 a regular Camille is a regular Danke, Avisar. yeah any last thoughts about anything we talked about yeah i would say keep your friends close and your enemies closer what <laughs> i'm sorry oh my god i was shook i was just Camille, making a i was joke. shook i was child. just making a joke i have no idea i don't i don't do this like oh the closure thingy i would just say like you guys go out there put yourself out there and especially for my german people if you fancy someone please go talk to her or him like period thank you no no for real like like let a bitch know <laughs> okay kimmy my love thank you Merci, baby. Bisous. that's the end of today's podcast thank you so much for tuning in be sure to give being berlin a follow on instagram at being berlin pod We'd love to hear from you and talk all things Berlin and Berliners. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Bands, for giving us the opportunity to bring a piece of Berlin to listeners. If you're a hobbyist musician and want to join a rock band with real rehearsals, Bands is a way to meet fellow hobbyists, improve your skills, and have fun. Register at bandsberlin.com and bring back music to your life.